The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Everybody and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Davin Mitch Krumpetich. Hey, Sands fan. This is the final episode from Summer League, and in this one, we will talk about the game versus China. We'll talk about a few guys that we think will be on the Suns roster next year. And then we'll just touch on Summer League as a whole. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SunnyandPHXPod. Go on iTunes, leave a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. All right, we just got back from the Suns versus China game in the consolation bracket at Summer League to end things here for the Phoenix Suns. And a nice 30-point victory for the Suns, 94-64 to over China. And this was kind of a... Tough way for us to end the week in Las Vegas playing against China rather than a, another NBA team with some NBA talent. But we were there. We handled our business, and I don't have a ton to say about it. What do you have to say? There's really not a whole lot. I guess uh, Jalen LeCue looked pretty good. He had some nice dunks. Looked pretty explosive. Uh, Ray Spalding had some nice dunks and blocks as well. Um, Elia Kobo, he hit some threes, he played pretty well, but we were playing against not an NBA team. I mean, no disrespect to China, like, it's cool that they're there, it's cool that that Croatian team is where is there as well, but, like, we handled our business like we should. It was pretty sloppy, especially because it was the last game. The last few games of Summer League are usually pretty rough anyway, so... Yeah, but right. some good stuff from LeCue especially. Yeah, and this is a China team that actually beat the Charlotte Hornets down here in Las Vegas, so they're not a total slouch unless the Hornets are that big of a slouch and we didn't know. Right, but, I don't think so. Yeah. So let's talk about some things. Normally when we get to the end of Summer League, you start to see the ends of the bench play quite a bit more. But let's start things out. I want to talk that Eli Okobo played 18 minutes in this game and started it. I was almost hoping to see him get the day off just because we know what we're getting from Eli, but he ended up playing quite a bit and a bit of a slow start from him, but overall ended pretty solid. Yeah, he played pretty well, but he should have played well. You know, he he was four for eight from the field and three for four from three, which was really nice. Um, I kind of think we played him intentionally, though. After adding Javon Carter, we might be coming to a decision of keeping one of those guys and not both. So. Right. Yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about Ellie a little bit more. And, yeah, the competition when we get into training camp is going to be something to behold. I'd like to see that point guard race with 
Rubio is the obvious starter that was mentioned in the press conference that he was definitely going to be a starter. But then we have Ty Jerome, we have Ellie, we have Javon Carter, and then we have Jalen LeCue too. So that's going to be some solid competition, and I guess I'll be happy for whatever guy comes out of that on our NBA roster. Yeah, it, it basically comes down to do we value defense and virtually no offense from from uh, Carter, or do we value some semblance of offense and no defense from Ellie? Right. And still a big question mark is Ty Jerome. We didn't get to watch him play down here. We, we really don't know what he's going to look like against NBA competition. So you could almost say that backup point guard spots up for grabs with Tyler Johnson too. He looks like he might be the taking the backup two minutes I if I had to make a guess, but a lot of solid competition in that backcourt this offseason. Right, yeah. It's I mean we've talked about this a bunch this whole week. I wish we could have seen Ty Jerome and Cam Johnson play. This conversation would be way different if we did. Right. And yeah, we hope that something's done about that next year to make sure that all these rookies can get some run down in Las Vegas. It's it's the best time to see it happen before training camp starts. You get an idea of what you're getting into. But uh, yeah, I really hope that changes next year. And let's talk uh, as a whole in Summer League, Okobo, I... I don't think he quite played up to expectations. I was hoping to see a lot more from him, but things were pretty flat. He never really got going on the offensive end, even though he was taking pretty good care of the ball, running the team as the point guard pretty well, but I would have liked to see him do a little more. Yeah, I think it's also hard in summer league because there were a lot of times where he was getting the ball to the right spot and hitting guys right in the chest getting good shots, but they just missed them because they're not that great of players, you know. But at the same time, I do, I wish Ellie would have stepped up a little bit more as far as, like, leadership and that kind of stuff. I never really really saw him get into that mode, you know, at least on the court. I don't really know what it was like on the bench, obviously, but I would have liked to see him kind of hype guys up, that kind of stuff, but wasn't really seeing that. No. And you almost saw a little bit of more of the getting the guys hyped up from LeCue. Yeah. He yep. seemed to be kind of a natural leader out there for this team. I don't want to – I hope I don't sound like I'm exaggerating, but he really did a pretty solid job here, and he did a great job taking care of the ball, making some nice passes. To start off Summer League, he may have been a little bit shot happy. He was putting up some questionable shots, but – Throughout the league, it seemed like he maybe figured out what a better role for himself would be. And mm-hmm. He just took care of the ball nicely and all that ex- explosiveness. I'm excited to see what comes with him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think LeCue is pretty solidified as the G League player for this year. Maybe if we're really terrible again, he'll come up toward the end of the season. But I think he's going to do great in the G League. I think the G League is made exactly for guys like him. And I'm excited. I also think we probably had lower expectations for him. So it's easier to praise him. Sure. And yeah, I think that guy will probably sell some tickets for in Prescott this Definitely. season. Definitely. Everyone should go up and watch Jalen LeCue play a game up yeah, in Prescott. Yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> 
All right, we'll stick with the point guard situation. A guy we should maybe mention, Jared Harper. Played some pretty nice ball throughout Summer League. Never really blew anyone away, but again, another guy who can take care of the ball. He plays hard. I've seen that he was a... Seems like he was a better three-point shooter in college, and he didn't get a lot of that going. He, he shot pretty poor from the floor this whole week. But I think that's a guy that will deserve a shot somewhere, get on a training camp roster, maybe a G League spot. I think he's just another one of these guys that the G League was built for him. Having watched a lot of G League basketball in my time, he fits what they try to do. And I, I would love for him to get on an NBA roster. He seems like a good guy. But, yeah, I just think the G League would be a great spot for him. Maybe take a year or two to refine his game a little bit and then move up if things work out for him. Okay, then Ray Spaulding will finish things out with him. We got to see him play a few games, missed the first one due, an, due to an injury. But he looked a little bit polished out there, I'd say, compared to a lot of the bigs that he was matched matched up against. Uh, didn't really do anything too wild out there, but a great source of defense and blocks and rebounds. Every team needs that, and that's what he provided for us here. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty athletic guy. He played some NBA minutes last year. He did pretty much what I expected him to do, which is nice. And, you know, the the thing Gambo said recently on Twitter is the Suns are still looking to add a third power forward. So I could imagine if maybe for whatever reason they don't sign a veteran uh, power forward for that third spot, maybe Spalding comes back and plays a few minutes. Sure. I wouldn't be totally opposed to that. And uh, about his efforts here at Summer League. This is a place where you tr maybe can try to do a few more things and some of the shot selection that he put out, he kind of a turnaround fadeaway bit. Mm -hmm. I didn't like watching that, but I'm glad it was here and not when he's getting those spot minutes for the Suns right. potentially. And, I mean, you know? he's never going to take that. Like if he took that shot in a regular season game, he'd be yanked immediately. I'd like to think Monty Williams would pull him out real quick. Yeah. So but, I mean, it's cool to get him to, to see him get to try some of those things. And he had a really nice, a couple of pretty nice dunks off of alley oops in this game against China. So it's pretty cool to see that. He's exciting, at least. Right on. So I think that probably does it for this. Again, a little disappointing. We didn't get to see any of our first round picks play. But you know what? We're going to get through it, we're, we're just fine. But let's talk about a little bit about coming down here to Vegas and enjoying Summer League. Uh, I'd say that we're kind of veterans when it comes to this. This is the 15th year of Summer League. Mm -hmm. We've been down here for four, yep. and it's been getting really big since we've been coming down. So it's, it's cool to watch it grow each year. Let's, uh, let's give a tip, though, if you're thinking about coming to Summer League next year. What's your number one tip? That's a good question. Um... Summer League tip. Let's see. There's a lot. There are definitely a lot of things to keep in mind. Um, I would say... Oh, where would I even start? I'd say be prepared for anything to happen. I know that's really, really general. But, like, 
you never know who you're going to run into. So, like, last year, we ran into Trey Young. This year, I don't know that we, like, ran into anyone super Uh. exciting, but we saw Mark Jackson today. We saw Woj today. We saw Rachel Nichols on Tuesday or something. So, just be prepared for that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's easy to be, like kind of silly at these games and be like obnoxious fans which there's plenty of and I know we get that way sometimes (laughs) but like you just have to keep in mind that at Summer League you're surrounded by like really important people and you probably don't know it like there's scouts there's media people there's um, just team staff in general there's all kinds of really important people and you just have to like think about everything you say and know that, like, a team official could hear that at <laughs> any point. Well, have you been saying some pretty poor things that you, uh... <laughs> no. Or have you had to hold back, maybe? I, um, I don't think so. Not too <laughs> much. Like, maybe a little bit. But, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to think about, like, today, for instance, we sat next to, like, a Lakers scout. Yeah. And... Like, you all know we don't like the Lakers. But, like, I don't want to cause any issues, so I'm not going to say, oh, wow, that guy's a scout for the Lakers. I can't stand the Lakers. Yeah. No. Okay, to this point, when you're at... I'm not sure if there's a section quite like this in the Cox Pavilion, but at Thomas and Mac, they block off a section for NBA personnel. So there will be refs, there's media members, there's front office guys, there's scouts... I always like sitting next to there and just peeping at who walks by because, I mean, and sadly, there's probably so many GMs or part owners or things like that. I have no idea who they are, but I probably saw quite a few of them while I was here. So my main tip, if you can make it happen, is to come for the beginning of Summer League. That's a good one. Because a lot of the times, though, if... Uh, a rookie's playing great, they might just shut them down. They'll say, we've seen enough. We're ready for you to just come up to the squad when training camp starts. And then, like, Zion Williamson, he he uh, caught, what, he knocked knees with somebody. Right. And they shut him down for the entire week. And the first, the first day down here was sold out. It was Knicks versus Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen a summer league day sell out like that, but... It was a couple days beforehand. It was already sold out. So think about getting those tickets early. And if you're trying to plan your vacation, I'd get down here for the first day of it. I agree. The beginning is always more exciting, especially because this tournament is just kind of rough. Like, even guys who you've never heard of get shut down by the time it comes to the end of it. Right. The, The... the tournament, I guess. So, And the way this summer league is set up, the championship game isn't until Monday. Right. And that's tough to swing. If you come down for any of this, I mean, ideally you're home, you get to go home on Sunday. Right. Or maybe you're just here for the weekend, but then that championship's on Monday. And then you don't have a guarantee that they're going to be playing their studs anyways, so... Yeah, get down early. That's my number one tip. Right. Well, and the thing that is really great about it is the tickets are good for the whole day. You yeah. don't buy tickets for each game. So if you were to come for just the weekend, 
you can sit and watch games all day long. You pay like $35 or whatever. And if you want to watch six or seven games, you can. If you just want to watch one, you can too. It's the same. So, yeah. And just, it's uh, it's not – you're not given a seat. You're just allowed in there except for courtside. You can't go sit courtside. But and anywhere else you can sit. So what we do is we try to show up sometime – in the game before the Suns one starts, we'll go find the closest seats that we can. And then as soon as the game before ends, people start to leave and get up and you can go snipe their seats real quick. If they, you know, I don't steal anyone's seat, but if the whole group leaves, yeah, we'll move down and take that. And you can get really nice seats there. Right. So the trick to this is you can't do this if you're there by yourself, but when there's multiple people, what we do is Charlie and if David's there, which he usually is, they will stay in the seats that we have. Because we usually get like decent seats. Then while they're just staying in the seats, I get up and I just go walk around. And then if I find something, I hold it down and have them come. I did this, not this year, but last year at a game. And we sat like three rows away because I just walked down and kind of like acted like I was sitting down there already. Yeah. Know? Yep, it's I don't know. Overall, I love coming down here. Even if you're not seeing your best rookies play, it's still a good time to come watch some basketball this time of year and if you're a basketball fan, I mean, you got to come. Yeah, it's really fun. I guess my one other tip too is like if you can, cuz I know this is tough, if you can come on at least one weekday even if you come on a Thursday, because things are way less crowded. Traffic isn't as bad. If you want to go do other things, it's not as crazy. But like we were driving today on Friday and I just completely forgot how busy it gets because during the whole week, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. The the true b-ball fans are here during the week and you can really tell what is it? half as full or maybe three quarters as full as it usually is well as it is on weekends yeah i'm still amazed though it has grown so much yeah in the time that we've been coming so i mean i think the first year we came down there's two big parking lots in front of the thomas and max center i'm pretty sure they only used one of them yeah they did first and it's grown to the point where they're using both now and some nights it's really filled up I remember we used to be able to get really close, too. And now it's like we've been four or five rows back in that parking lot every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's that's pretty much it. We, we did the non-sports section already, so that's Summer League for you. Um, just an update. Keep following us on Twitter, at SunnyNPHXPod. That's the best place to get updates from us. Thank you for all of the support through Summer League. We're going to be taking a week off after this because as fun as it is, it's pretty exhausting. Um, But otherwise, thanks for sticking with us. And we'll be coming out with some some fun stuff during the off-season. But stay strong. Only only like two months of off-season. Yeah, it's not not that bad. So, yeah, we'll take next week off, but then we'll be back with who knows what. We'll... We'll think of something fun. We'll come up with something. Yep. And social media one more time at Sunny and PHX Pod. That's Twitter and Instagram. 
We appreciate you guys tuning in, and go Suns!